for a little bit I was thinking of having a comedy stage name, Sammy Chuckles. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, pretty good brand, but everybody I knew said, no, please don't do that. Something that just occurred to me is that I've been recording for a few minutes. We haven't introduced the podcast and I don't know where I'm going to. This is the cold open. Okay. This will be the cold open. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have to introduce it. Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest, a very special repeat guest, I should say, Mr. Sam Posnack. Hi. Hello. Hey, listeners. And you (laughs) may remember, (laughs) did you just say losers? No, he I said listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you may remember him from the Matthew Broderick episode of the podcast when Tony Collette and Matthew Broderick were in a movie together. The Last what Shot the is what it was called. I can remember yeah, what it was. I remember literally nothing about that movie. What happened in that movie? Uh, I think it was, Matthew Broderick was like a struggling film director who called himself a film director, but was like an usher at a movie theater. And then he got somehow tangled up in some sort of- Alec Baldwin, I think, was working with like the CIA to to discover the mob. Are you sure it wasn't Stephen Baldwin? I'm pretty sure it was Alec Baldwin. I'm pretty sure it was Alec. It would be, it'd be really funny if it was Stephen Baldwin. Have you heard about his wife, Hilaria? I actually heard that it was Ireland Baldwin in this movie i heard that it was Haley bieber baldwin <clears throat> yes um yeah oh, alec baldwin's wife, wife. just That's so you so guys crazy. know we're record we are recording this the day after the news dropped about hillary baldwin who changed no, her name to, to hilaria wait her name's actually said, hillary her name's actually hillary yeah no way Ooh. hilaria like isn't a name, a name. in spanish That's true. I don't think. That's true. Who is who? She, Alec Baldwin's wife, claims to has has claimed to be from Spain for the past like ten years, and it turned out she was faking the whole thing, and she's actually just from Massachusetts. And because she like in her bio, it says she was from Spain, and then she like literally. And then um, people were like literally going online being like, "Well, she like we went to high school with her in Boston," and then she was like. No, to clarify, like I grew up going from Spain to Boston all the time because my parents are bilingual or something. But then there's like footage of her on like the Today Show, like not knowing how to say cucumber in English, which is like obviously fake. Um, and yeah, she's like, how you say um, cucumber? Like, so. Yeah. So today's movie is Jasper Jones, released in 2017. Speaking of uh, accents. Based on a novel by Craig Sylvie, directed by Rachel Perkins, about the year 1969 and a 14-year-old boy in rural Australia discovers racism. I just want to say, first off. He discovers it? Yeah. He He invented it. He he finds out out that there is racism (laughs) like in the world. Uh, I, for one was so excited to watch a movie by a female director. And when the film was bad, yeah. 
it just made me think like maybe women shouldn't make movies like uh, strike one tammy <laughs> strike two jasper jones well actually tammy, was, Mom tammy had a male director i think yes. I, I think it was a good a good movie it was all right it was good <laughs> i think you're being too harsh i think you're being down okay too harsh it explain yourself movie, and it was okay no i i haven't watched a <clears throat> You, you know, didn't watch the movie, movie, right? 13 movie in a long time. I, I thought this was all right. I, I haven't, guys, I haven't watched any other movies except documentaries in like five months. So I think that this was like, wow, a movie again. And maybe that's why. But I think you're you, you have the most like interesting taste to me, Sam, because yeah. all you watch is documentaries and all you listen to is like bluegrass. Uh. And you want to do comedy. Yeah, yeah. And you're also the funniest person I've ever met. Oh, I don't. Yeah. No, Sam Poznak listeners is very funny gentleman. Thank you. But I don't know about that. But I think it was it was all right. I think it was okay. It was an okay movie. All right. Explain why. I think that you know, for a little kid, I think it did its job well. For a little kid watching that 13, 14. He might be, you know, seeing some of his some uh, adolescents nearby him who are being racist, and they will be able to experience the uh, experience and get to decide what side of history they're on. And I think, uh, you know, those things are important to, for for those kids to see. I actually hadn't considered that it was maybe <laughs> intended for children. Well, <laughs> I. I didn't either. Here's the problem. Here's my problem. It felt like a sequel. What the hell was there so many plot holes and things that made no sense and it's they acted like I was supposed to know the backstory already there for were, so there, much of it? There were lots of storylines that opened in progress and where Every single one. You're in a sense kind of <laughs> kind of supposed to start a story start a movie with storylines happening in progress but the first thing that happens in the storyline should be either expository or big you know like mm -hmm. and and with these storylines for many of them there they were neither like right. it well i mean what I'm thinking of, the storyline in particular that I'm thinking of is this weird sort of budding like romance slash friendship between Charlie and Eliza. Uh, uh, Eliza being the sister of the girl who is discovered hanging yeah. from a tree in the third scene. The first, yes. Yeah, um, no, it's a little, <laughs> that's a good point. I thought, and I, at the very end, when he's like bringing her to the site, I was like, this is, this is a weird part of this movie. And he's like, listen, yeah. I'm going to show you where I saw your dead sister. And she's like, I know, I was here when she killed herself. And it's like, what? And then she's mad at Jasper for not being there. All right, can I? Which like, does maybe, kind of, it makes sense in a grief sort of way. And in the fact that she's like 14, she's probably feeling rage at herself that she's displacing onto Jasper. But that wasn't gotten across at all. I didn't really know how the movie wanted me to feel about much of what was going on. To can I just be honest? Like, okay. I'm kind of enraged by the movie um, because it made no sense. And can I like maybe describe the plot in like 
to like see if I can do it in 30 seconds. Yes. And just yeah. see if you guys you see want if me I to watch set a the timer? same. Yeah. Like me see if I watch the same movie as you guys, because based on the texts I sent myself throughout the film. Uh, okay. Okay. First I'm going all, to. Okay. So I'm going to set a stopwatch and then I'm going to like. I'm going to try and explain you know. it as much as I can. Okay. This could be a new segment. <laughs> I like okay. it. All right. Ready? Yes. Tell me when. Uh, I'm just going to start when you start. All right. So there's a boy and he's in Australia and his mom is Tony Collette and his dad is a writer, but also farts. And then um, he, and this guy Jasper who doesn't have a home finds a dead girl who apparently he used to date. And then they throw her in the water and then the whole town's looking for this dead girl. And then her sister starts dating the boy. Meanwhile, he has a friend who's Vietnamese and his family constantly gets racist attacks because it's the sixties and Vietnam is happening. And then, you know, eventually Done. they're like That's oh it. well that was what happened but, but also like why were there that all these it. random plot threads uh like why was jasper a homeless b running around everyone know who he is we don't find out who he is i until, don't even like, know hugo I weaving even... is his grandpa oh that was hugo weaving i didn't yes. know i was i was waiting for hugo weaving from magic pudding a previous film that we've covered on this podcast oh, and my favorite movie cloud atlas um but I just don't know why, like, like, why was this fugitive child? And I guess it was racist. It was racism fueled, right? Mm -hmm. Like his mom was, what was Jasper's ethnicity? Jasper was mixed race. I think he, he had a white dad and a black mom. And black? original mom. Yeah. Oh, original Australia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So th that this was it. actually. Okay makes me remember i think we had another guest when we were like what was that other movie that we watched that had vietnam themes from australia yes dirty deeds i think because our guest that week who i forget who it was it was tony was, Bolin. he hadn't even seen the movie so it no, might have been something else well i just remember being like oh did australia fight in vietnam and then someone was like oh yeah and i was like oh and then this movie Oh, yes. Australia was like a major, major presence in Vietnam. So this is our second Vietnam Australia movie. So basically, it just feels Maybe, weird do that you we're think... supposed to know why Jasper from the get-go, even though it's not told until 90 minutes do you, of the movie. I, I'm wondering if there's a chance that this is more intuitive for Australian people. Probably, I think probably. Because, because the way that I assumed that Jasper was half black because that's race relations in America, especially like the girl being hung from a tree, like somebody being hung from a tree is very like, you know, it's, it, black people get lynched from trees in America. So I thought that. And, oh my God. And, and with that, I was like very offended it's when it got to the end because the whole throughout the movie, you're sort of assuming that somebody else because she's beaten up and hanged. So you're assuming right. that somebody was like mad at her for dating an Aboriginal boy. So they beat her up and hung her from the tree. And then at yeah. the end, it turns out that her dad had beaten her up and then she went and hung herself from the tree in Jasper's front yard. And I was like, that is so like manipulative and exploitative, but it's a fucking Australian movie yeah. and lynchings probably aren't the same thing there yeah. that they are here. I'm going to text my Australian. Next time we have an Australian well, movie, I'm just going to have her come on the podcast. You remember, 
like hanging gate our country's good gate that was the whole thing with yes at our college with that do you want to because explain i was in this that while i sure yeah i was in a, okay yes i was in a show in college and the it was it took place in australia like when the colonization of australia essentially okay. by prisoners english prisoners obviously okay. but the poster our director used um originally had like drawings of like convicts and also aboriginals in australia getting hanged and it's like an original document from like the 18 hundreds and there was a whole issue at the school because of it because people were like well this like hanging imagery of black people hanging is like like i know that it's from a historical event but it's also very like you know saskia replied and she said they don't have lynching they don't really have the KKK either, um, but they probably were racist in the 1960s. So they have really large spiders and snakes there, though. So yeah, that is true. And if we want to, you know, distract ourselves more from this serious topic, uh, Putlocker. Can we talk about Putlocker? Yes, while? every week I send our guests a Putlocker <laughs> link to watch the movie on if it's not available on any streaming sites. And I have started renting the movies as much as I can because my computer is like, no, thank you. No more pop-ups, please. <laughs> can I just say the pop-up that I got when I was, when I was, I was trying to go through before we started best prop, best Tony moment, best uh, my thing. And I was trying to look through the movie again and I get, went to put locker and there, it wouldn't show me the movie. It kept saying, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, we can't do it. And then it, there was a pop-up with this woman with unbelievably sized breasts that was truly disgusting of her just like flopping them around in the camera. And so that's just, you know, it's You've like, never seen that before? No, I have. I would imagine that all the women with exceedingly large breasts just throw them at you all the time. <laughs> you know, in Green in Greenpoint, yeah. I hear that's what they they all look like. All the women. You think Greenpoint? that's more about my web history or more about Colton? Oh, you know, Greenpoint <laughs> is full of busty women. Buxom. Um. I don't know what I I thought that the girl I thought that the girl hanging from the tree looked very similar to Tony Collette circa like Muriel's wedding. Oh really? And it was bothering me. Um I just I just don't know why they threw her in the water. They had to hide the body. They hid the body they, because yeah. Jasper would be blamed for the murder. Yes. Yeah, you know what? My yeah, dad, because so many people hang other people. That's so easy to do. My dad was watching this at the same moment as me. He was going about the day, he sat down, watched the beginning, and said, "Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna de- bury her with a eight foot rope and a three foot pond." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they did, and then they couldn't find her later in the water. Yeah. What I thought was creepy was why that kid, the lead boy, was like, "Oh, I know what happened. This girl that I have a crush on, like, I completely like made her sister's body disappear, but I'm gonna still have a burgeoning 
relationship with her. Yeah, that would be really... That was really weird. If I was in that situation, I would not be able to look any of her family in the eyes ever again. He really lucked out with the fact that she witnessed the suicide. (laughs) Yeah, thank God for that. (laughs) Um, And then the racism otherwise was like, his best friend is like this Vietnamese boy whose parents constantly get very viciously attacked. Oh, I was going to ask. I was, I mean, maybe this is bad that I don't know, but was he Vietnamese or just... Uh, he was Vietnamese. I thought, yeah. yeah, they're Vietnamese. On Wikipedia, it says so. Um, I assumed they were, but you're right. It didn't actually ever say, but um, yeah, they're Vietnamese. Not that it meant. I just thought it might have been like a like Vietnam War was going on, and they just you know, they hate all Asian people. Asian, yeah, kind of like COVID this year yeah. in America. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. But yeah, that was so up- upsetting when the first lady, like this woman whose son died in Vietnam, like at a town hall meeting, like throws hot tea all over the. At the town hall itself, when the guy is like, I would like to point out the woman in here whose son just died in Vietnam. And the woman like raises her hand. She's like, here I am. I was like, that's weird. And then later on, when she attacks the Vietnamese family, I was like, oh. The screenwriter is like, see what I did there? Otherwise, I was like, they just call out this random woman for, didn't get it. Um. Yeah, and then what the hell is that sport they were playing? Cricket. cricket. That was cricket? You want to know how it works? I can explain how it works. I want you to explain the rules. I had, yeah, I had um, a uh, Indian friend growing up, and we used to play cricket sometimes. What Uh, happened to him? He, well, he's just, he's a grown-up now. He has a real man's, you know, a real man's job, and we can't play cricket in the backyard anymore. Um, (sighs) Anyway... (laughs) He has a real man's job. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's how it works. The picture bowls the ball. It's not pictures. It bowls. But so he, is it overhand or underhand? It's overhand, but it bounces. Overhand bowling. Oh, like ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tennis. yeah. And then the guy is supposed to whack the ball as uh far as possible and you know it's like a home run type situation there it's like baseball it's got all that shit in the back and then the other team instead of trying to like tag you with the ball is trying to whack these three sticks that are in the ground like Like, right behind you like croquet see yes that's that is a that's a good i think so i think you're right there was this big (laughs) i don't know scene (laughs) I want to say about halfway through the movie where Jeffrey has been basically a bench warmer for the entire season. As oh, I his name is Jeffrey, it. by the way. Yeah, that was yes. Boy. The Vietnamese friend's name is Jeffrey. Jeffrey Liu. And I, he was my favorite character. He's been a bench warmer yeah, the whole season. And then he's hanging out with Charlie during, I think like the last game of the season or like a very important game. And he's about to make it on field. He looks at Charlie, he goes, these people need a hero, and walks out there, fucking crushes it, 
Yeah. Get so many points over and over again by making like the exact same movement with his arm that I yeah. don't know like what it was. Right. Yeah. But just I had no idea what the rules of the sport were, but just watching him do the exact same thing over and over again, I was like, kill it, kill it, kill it, Jeffrey. Yeah. Yes. I got yeah, invested I too, so, actually. I was so invested. And then finally at like the last point thing, he does something different. And I was like, oh no. But then it turned out that that was the winning point. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, like, hey, it was the best <laughs> scene in the entire movie. And I don't give a fuck about sports at all. I had no idea what was going on, but it was extraordinary. In cricket, you can what? Hit it backwards. You can make it go backwards. Oh. Like, um, but also, you know, racism with that shot. All of the like racist, uh, racist people, you know, left. They get up. And oh, they for oh, you want to know? I thought that they that I, was like an arc of the thing. It was like, oh, like, I thought that they started leaving at first and then like came back and were cheering, or yeah, because yeah. he hit a good shot, I guess. Yes, do but you know then... what? You want to know how gay I am? I literally, when I first saw them playing the sport, I was like, oh, rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Any sport that I don't vaguely recognize, oh, it's rugby. Um, but I but, wanted to say maybe I should watch sports movies because I was kind of getting invested. And I feel like that would be the most mindless activity for me because I don't give a fuck. I would just watch the sport movie. But like it has to be a movie. It can't be actual sports because I have to have a little bit of a real, plot. Like porn. <laughs> real sports is even more mindless. I've been to I've been to baseball games and they go on for so long. And then um, but you know, you have a hot dog or like beer and you're like, okay, whatever. What is your favorite sport, uh, Sam Prosser or, or Sam Posak or both of you? I don't have one. Quidditch? I'm kind no. of a hipster and I like soccer. Hey. European. Yeah, I just like it because there's no timeout, so they can't put ads in between <laughs> the shit. Do you ever go to a restaurant or bar oh, and then... Do you ever go to like a bar or a restaurant and be like, hey, can you put on the Michigan game? <laughs> I, I I usually don't do that, but if that happens, I, it's like with a couple of people and I... A couple I of bras. It, I let it happen. I've been asked that at work and then I'd be like, yeah, what channel is it on? Just so that Ooh. they know that I don't care to know what they're even talking about. Um, at that point, I think I would say, I don't, I don't know. Uh, can you can you give me the remote and flip, flip through it? Oh my god. Like, my are manager knows how to use the remote. I don't know how to do it. What? Can you give are you you know, have you ever given a table? Um I probably could, but I never would. Tony Collette in this movie plays Charlie's mom and she has the exact same style and color hair as this conservative boss I used to have when I was working in a law <laughs> office on Long Island. And one time they were talking about uh, the song, the movie Frozen. And I said, well, I heard that Elsa's gay. And my boss, Linda, said, stop it. Stop it, Sam. Stop talking about that. Oh, my God. So I really could not enjoy You should have said, I heard that you were gay because you have this hair. Genuinely. That was the I, most I, butch yeah. lesbian haircut I've ever seen on Tony I couldn't. I, I I couldn't enjoy her performance in this movie because she looked exactly like Linda and it was like, I don't know. I like my jaw was clenching. My shoulders were tightening up. 
I thought she was really good, but I also thought her character was so bizarre. Like, she just, like, I mean, I actually enjoyed her scenes, but then the fact, like, the whole subplot about her cheating on the main kid's dad would literally added nothing to the movie. And then it somehow was the final beat. Yeah. And I was like, why? That was stupid. It's just so Tony Collette can cry in the last five minutes of your movie. You think you're going to save the whole rest of the movie, but like she tried her best. The writer probably just had that happen to him. <laughs> well, the dad the was a piece of just... shit. He was just like sitting it. I don't know. I don't know. His dad didn't do anything. His mom. Oh, no, I mean the writer of the movie, but yeah. That oh, yeah. Also, also, I did enjoy when she made him dig a hole as punishment and then fill it in. He did a holes. It was yeah. a, she pulled a full holes, which I thought we could talk about, but then also Shia LaBeouf is canceled now, so we like. Wait, Shia LaBeouf's canceled? Yeah. yeah. He, what happened? He, domestic violence uh, oh. with FKA Twigs. Oh. And apparently Sia. Yeah, he oh. also. No, I, I feel like. Nervous people are, but no. He was just restarting his redemption arc too in Hollywood. Yeah. I feel like oh, well. every two years, Shia LaBeouf gets like mini canceled, and then right. we all forget about it in like a month. Like there was this one time that he like chased a homeless man down the street or something. I don't know. Do you remember that? Like, I wonder if that like ongoing, never-ending live stream of 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 him. Oh, he will not divide us. Is still playing at that museum in Queens. You know, Mark Wahlberg beat the shit out of a guy. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like a old old Vietnamese man mm-hmm. <gasps> in this oh, movie. Real. No, that's crazy that, I, that it kind of relates. But I just wanted to be on record as you know permanently hating Mark Wahlberg. When was that? I didn't like before he was famous. It's on Wikipedia. It was yeah. He was like eighteen or something. In his Wikipedia page. I he so, was my boss. What? It was a it was a full like hate crime. Yeah, he, I worked at Wahlburgers for. Like three months. They didn't like either Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or somebody like Zodiac Killer. Yeah, like like chase a kid down the hall in high school and or something. (laughs) Wait. Um. I I we have think they might have. I think Ted Cruz definitely chased a kid down the hall. Um, (laughs) high school. I was about to say no. I I know that there was some republican politician who did some like anti-gay like hate crime or intimidation thing in high school but i can't remember exactly what it was and what i'd been about to say was that he like chased him down the hall and like wrote gay on his forehead in sharpie but i was like that's definitely not it i mean that will get you elected nowadays as a republican that is true I'm oh god. I'm looking it up now because I can't I'm like so I'm like so mad at the world right now. Can we talk about it? Let's talk about Yeah, why? Con- What's going let's on? Talk about let's Congress. Get let's talk angry. about Congress. Let's talk about Mitch McConnell, you know? Let's talk about yeah, for sure. Racist movie, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Maybe that's how we should be angry about How you are you angry? Yeah, I've been angry a long time. Oh, wait, guys. <laughs> it was Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt Romney <gasps> chased a gay boy with his... Um, oh, with mood. his, like... 
Mitt Romney chased a gay boy. Mitt Romney and his like group of friends in high school like chased a guy down the hallway and like cut his hair because he came to school with like a, <laughs> with like a... that's the worst. He just, it's like he that's does assault. That's yeah, literally that's like, like invasive. No, it was okay. It it, it it was he went to an all boy. It was he went to an all boy school. It was 1965. Um. And I don't actually know if this kid was gay, but he was a but he came to school with bleach blonde hair that was draped over one eye. And apparently Mitt Romney said, he can't look like that. That's wrong. Just look at him. Uh, And then a few days later, they like, yeah, they they clipped him. Mitt Romney's friends held the boy down while Mitt Romney repeatedly Mitt. clipped his hair with a pair of scissors. What a loser! Oh my god. Yeah. So I thought, but so Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney voted to impeach Trump and walked into BLM. Oh, I thought Mitt Romney could say faggot. <laughs> Turns out that's a bar. That's a pretty low. Bar. Even if this shit didn't exist, I feel like that's <laughs> just a pretty kidding. low bar. Um, well. Oh God, wait! The guy died in two thousand four. From Mitt Romney. I don't think so. So he didn't even get to vote against him. He did not. Oh, uh, that's the fucking worst. Imagine your high school bully. Is pro- I mean. Yeah. That probably. I'm sure that there is a is lot many of people people's whose high truths. school bully is the president right now. Yeah. Um, Donald Joe Trump Biden. High school? Joe Biden chased me down the hallway and cut my hair in middle school. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Feel the burn. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my God. So <laughs> it was, this, really gonna... this movie, I, okay. One of, one of my favorite things that Tony does in this movie is after the girl, like, quote-unquote, goes missing, um, Charlie actually dumped her body in a lake. Charlie comes home, and Tony's like, you are not to leave this house. And he's like, why? Did something happen? And she's like, it's nothing you need to worry about, even though it mm-hmm. definitely is. And then the next day, he, like, leaves the house, and when he comes home, Tony's like, how dare you? A I girl know. has gone missing. I like, thought it was going to be a whole true crime movie. Like he was investigating all this shit, and oh, I no, for it was sure. a suicide. I I was like, because I was pretty sold on the idea that it was a bad movie. Um, on not too early on, because the first act, the first act, I did think was good, but it kind of by like by the middle i was like oh this this might be falling off a little bit and then by the end i was like oh no like not a single thing happened in the last 20 minutes and i was like yeah i have a question do you guys watch when you watch these movies are you texting are you are you texting are you texting at the same time like what do you mean jake just, Each other? No, 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 just in general when you watch a movie are you doing something else at the same time I try not Testing to. Any movie. What are you trying to say? I was, I was trying to admit that I was texting. That you were texting? Oh my God. Well, you know what I was doing? I was scrolling because this movie was boring to me. There we go. But, 
what I mean. Yeah, but sometimes, but I don't make a habit of uh, doing it during things I'm enjoying, though. Okay, I try not to. Although my attention span is like literally. I know, right? So I feel like there's some movies are are better for texting, and maybe this This movie movie wasn't bad for texting. Like I was able to keep up. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's true. It was a nice, hearty message at the end. It was the kind of movie. This to me was the kind of movie that you could tell was based on a book because there were like. Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of moments that just existed for texture. Well, like I said, I yeah. was like, "This is a sequel." Like I felt like the first movie of this was purely based on Jasper, this girl who died, and like maybe the old guy in the shack, like, and then this kid and Tony were brought in for the sequel as like a different perspective or something. That's what it felt like to me. I loved the old guy in the shack. He looked just like my uncle or my second. Is Hugo Weaving your uncle? Is that? Well, no. But the sort of like disheveled (laughs) beard and balding. You know who he is, right? Hugo Weaving? really unhealthy? No. Who is it? From Magic Pudding. He's in in the Lord of the Rings. He's also in um, uh, Cloud Atlas, The Matrix, I believe. I could have made that up, but he's definitely in Lord of the Rings. He's yeah. the Elf King. Hugo Weaving, the Elf King. Well, in in this movie, you look like my relative, in, including the axe and stuff. Yeah. Is your relative in the UP? Uh, yes. <laughs> I knew it. Oh my God! Did I even? I didn't tell you. What? Um, my parents are moving to Detroit Whoa. in a month. <laughs> wow. My dad got a job there. Because you moved to Detroit, it's a short escape route to Canada. I know. Very short. They're literally going to be living like 20 minutes away from Brandon's family, which is kind of funny. But we're going to be, holidays are going to be super easy from now on. That's so nice. Oh, yeah. That'll be awesome. I don't know why. I don't know why Charlie is so concerned about getting caught in this movie because DNA doesn't exist yet. And if it is, then it hasn't reached Australia yet. DNA, no one in Australia has DNA. That's a fact. I don't think Australia still doesn't have DNA. Just kidding. Also, Charlie was so worried when he stole the, like, he stole, like, a newspaper article from the library and he ripped it and put it in his thing. And then as he was walking out, he, like, was, like, <gasps> like the whole time, like, sneaking around <laughs> really, yes. really obviously. And I was just thinking, just, no, dude. It's in your backpack. You're fucking fine. Just look normal. And he wouldn't. Yeah. I kind of liked the whole, like, the one thing I did enjoy was I really like a, I like a story that's usually from a kid's point of view where, like, all adults are bad. Yes. And that's what this felt like. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like all adults are out to get you. They're all hiding something. And they were. <laughs> yeah, they were. Except for the dad. He was just hiding that he wanted his. Was son, writing a book. Yeah. To read his book first. He wanted his son to read a book first. His book. That was dumb. I did kind <gasps> of like um, when Charlie gets caught sneaking out again and he has to explain to his mom and the cops what happened and he's like well eliza and i are fond of each other and tony's fond of each other fond of each other and then the cop sits the boy down and is like now listen to your son 
the last thing this family wants right now is emotional support, okay? <laughs> Are you and Jasper Jones fond of each other? Are you and Jasper Jones fond oh, of each absolutely. other? Are you? <laughs> I cannot stop saying Jasper Jones the whole movie to myself. Jasper Jones. Jasper Jones. Wait, do you guys think Tony Coletti was... Uh... Coletti? <laughs> Shit! I went in to that <laughs> sentence thinking it was a 50-50 shot. It's Coletti. Or it's Coletti. <laughs> I went with Coletti. Fuck! Okay. Do you think Tony... Let's redo. Do you think Tony Coletti. Tony Coletti was doing any sort of Australian accent like like dialect? Or do you think she was just being her full self? I think that, well, she is Australian and she does have an Australian accent. I do wonder if maybe, like, if her real Australian accent was different from the one that she did in the movie. That's why I think that's why he's asking. Yeah, it is. God damn it. I'm so <laughs> stupid. Can this past few minutes be what you put on Instagram <laughs> from the Coletti moment? Possibly. Um, well, we'll no, see I think, if it's a minute no, or less. We don't know if there's like an Australian stage standard dialect that she could have been using. We don't really know what that would be. So could have been. So yeah. do you want to talk about the ending? Because I have some thoughts. I didn't like it. Okay, here's my thing. What happened? Um, because Correct. they give... they So she puts... The girl, the sister puts the suicide note into her copy of Breakfast at Tiffany's. And then they give the suicide note to her mom at the end, which I guess talks about incriminates the dad. Because the mom silently rips up the note and throws it in her tea. Oh, yeah. Fuck her. And then five minutes later, the house is burned down. Oh yeah. I yeah, I had no yeah. idea what that was about. The daughter like burned the house down, I think, and somehow the dad was the only one who was burned. That That's was hardcore. so confusing. Oh, the dad died? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, he didn't die. They were pulling him out of the house and he looked burned. Do you think oh. the daughter burned down the house? I do. I do. I do. And yeah, because she, because she like had a look, you know? She, she was like, her face. she had that I burned the house down look. Like wow. that baby. There's very little fires everywhere. That's the moral of the story. Like, fucking uh, burn the house down. And Tara, in United States of Tara, when Ma uh, Marshall burns down the shed. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You seen that show, Sam? No. No. So good. It's a documentary. Yeah. You should watch it. It's not a documentary. <laughs> not a documentary. I know it's not a documentary. But I should. How, I'm assuming that was way earlier in the life of this podcast that you watched that? Not way. Uh like january i mean it was pre-pandemic but it was like it was like a year ago actually wow we started i think we started tara literally the end of december a year ago how old are you now me me first. your birthday yeah. yeah 26 it's too old jeez it's not good <laughs> You made it. No, it's not that old. It's not. It's just it's pretty young, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. 
We'll get back with you how we feel when we turn oh, that age. Guys. 25. We'll be 26 next year. Oh. Wow, we you're going to be different... you're going to be 26 in like a couple months, Jake. Shut up. Oh, you chose to say I know. year. I've never had a pandemic birthday yet. My birthday was like three weeks before the quarantine happened. So like my birthday didn't feel like 2020, but it was like the last time I was ever. I remember specifically rolling around on the floor of a dive bar on my birthday. Well, if your pandemic birthday is anything like mine, your parents will get you a lot of weed gummies. I doubt that they will, but you know what? When they live in Michigan, yeah, legal. That's exciting. Uh, do we have any other things to talk about with the movie before we move on to awards? Um, I don't think I have anything to bring up. Just can I just don't know. I don't think so. I it's for some reason hard for me to wrap my head around this movie completely. All right, it's time for <laughs> is it better than Fun Mom Dinner? Jake, your favorite movie we've covered so far in this podcast has been Fun Mom Dinner. How does this measure up? It absolutely is so much worse than Fun Mom Dinner. All right. Here in the Tony Awards, we give three awards to each and every movie, first of which is Best Prop. So Sam Posenek, what was your best prop? Um, I have written down here the, ro- the dot 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 rock. Ugh. Oh, that they used yeah. to, oh to sink god. her body. Yeah. Oh my I, god! I, I couldn't. I literally couldn't think of anything else. I was the like, oh, Rock. All of these props are bombers. So I guess Megan I'll... the Rock. Oh, sorry, wow. guys. What That's is okay. your prop, Jake? Um, I'm gonna go with the hole. <laughs> <laughs> my best prop was the poster that. Charlie has hanging on his bedroom wall. It's a poster of like one tree in a forest and it says Paris. (laughs) (laughs) The next award is best Tony moment. Jake, what was yours? Oh oh my God. When she's literally dancing, she's getting down in the kitchen to her radio. Like she doesn't see her son noticing her. And then he sneaks a knife back into the kitchen for some reason. And then she tur- she's like, going, ooh, yeah, 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 like dancing like crazy. She turns around and she's just like, oh, like, that was very relatable because that's me was, every time I, I smoke weed and do the dishes. That, but I thought I would have seemed like a horny old bastard or something. Yeah. You can be horny for Tony here. This is a safe space. It was a nice little dance. Uh, Sam, what was your best Tony moment? When she blamed her son's obsession with books on her husband. <laughs> she said this is your fault his obsession with books you write and I, uh, it was, I just liked it uh, my best Tony moment was when she's getting out of her affairs car and she's like happy and then she's on her way back to the house and she just deflates and she's so yes, sad and I she dissociates that. I was like I literally wrote Tony sexily getting out of this car because she lets a bag over her head going, woo! I was like, the journey. <laughs> the face acting. 
Our next award is a custom award. It can be anything you want. So Sam, what was your custom award? Um, my custom award is best would you rather question mark from the oh yeah and i said would you rather wear a hat mirror made of spiders or have penises for fingers and what do you guys think i would definitely rather have penises for fingers me too hat made of spiders you said yeah hat wear a hat made of spiders or have penises for fingers spider hat why because you could take it off eventually no. <laughs> that's very true but somehow you could take it off eventually yeah. but if you have penises for fingers then think you're about gonna what you always could do with have those penis fingers for yeah, fingers that's what i mean you could wear I... gloves and then you could be like hey guys want to see something crazy i have like 10 penises on my hands <laughs> the most pleasurable man in existence in the world you could literally i don't want to talk about it but because i think sam doesn't your mom sometimes listen to our podcasts Oh, no. Oh, yes. Sam Posak, doesn't your mom listen to our podcast? Oh, yeah, to? sometimes that's fine. But you could come with all 11. I just ignore, I don't, I'll tell her not to listen to this one. <laughs> what, and my mom too. What, here's the thing. What if you had them on your toes as well and you have 21 penises? One. You'd have to buy the biggest shoes. Yeah. And it's only, no, a, they, could they could be micro. They could be micro. Oh, micro. Okay. Yeah. Like well, I assume the that they're just regular shoes, the then. size. I feel like the finger penises are the size of my fingers, but they just have like hats. how many balls? I feel like your hands would have to be so large to make Maybe, like, space swollen. for all the penises cuz penises are like thick. I have a question. Does it how many balls? Are we just saying Oh, no balls. No balls. No balls only then you're one you're, ball. You you have two regular balls, but it has like like so much semen in there i guess those balls are going overtime or maybe you have like balls in your palms <laughs> oh god you'd never like... be able to use your hands again i wonder could you get could you get an erection in more than one penis at the same time because penis are also kind of already cause, erect because i was thinking it would just be like if you get them all erect, then there's no more blood left to go to the rest of your body. If I get mm. seven of my penises erect, I pass out. <laughs> I can only get eight max at a time or I die. I can only do two because I'm on Lexapro. Same. Okay. I think that I'm going to get off of Lexapro, TB. Are you on Lexapro, Sam? No, I'm on Selexa. And sometimes when I'm talking to my, I'm like on Adderall, sometimes, mm. can I be honest here? Sometimes when I'm talking to my psychiatrist, I'm like, you really don't want me to get Adderall because that's the only reason I'm talking, to like get off of it because that's the only reason I'm talking to you. Oh. Yeah. Today I DM'd my psychiatrist and I was like, please don't meet with me anymore because you cost $250, but I would like you to refill my prescription. Yes. I've had to send so many oh, of You can say tests. it. Well, I thought I was like, I'm going to because I'm running out of my insurance in two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I just need to get through the next couple months so before I figure out what's going on. So, yeah. And she every, was like, okay. Um, every single time I went through like a year of texting my therapist to refill my prescription for like three months worth each. And every time she'd be like, okay, but this is the last time I'm doing this. And then after a while, she was like, no, this is for real the last time I'm doing this. 
Um, oh, medicine. My, okay. That's good. I, you know, that's oh, good. Yeah. My, cu- my custom award, in spite of Jerry Williams, was yes. most relatable moment. And it was when Charlie was reading all those true crime books in the library, and the librarian gave him like a weird look. But I also thought that the librarian was the killer when that happened. And I was disappointed <laughs> yeah. that it wasn't. Oh, yeah, in one scene. Um, <laughs> my custom award was. Uh, what was it? Worst dad joke ever. And I already briefly mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you doing in there, dad? All day long. And then the dad's like, learning to play the bassoon. And then he farts. And then the kid's and like, that was that. more like a trumpet. And the dad was oh, like, ah. And not only that, it came directly after a conversation about death or something. <laughs> yeah. It was right I mean, after they were like, so this girl's gone missing. Yeah. You have to you have to be inside all the time. By the way, I had beans. <laughs> Disgusting. Vile. What's your what do you guys have a, a dad joke moment like that where your dad Oh, I constantly tell dad jokes. That's yeah, my judge. But your dad's like farted at you? No. My dad my dad prefers spoonerisms. Okay. Like, you know, when you switch the first letters of like paired words so like pam so snack um less of a joke more of like a... yeah but that's just how he says like everything oh wow i think he might just be like dyslexic or something no <laughs> he prefaces it with the original word <laughs> okay um my dad has got into dad jokes like the term dad jokes a couple years ago i think that he was like oh like this is who i am but when i was a little kid when i was like five me and my brother would ask him to repeat the same jokes to us (laughs) over and over again and it was always how do you make a tissue dance you put a little boogie in it oh and and we didn't Uh... like i i i did not (laughs) i only knew that boogie meant like snot. I didn't know that boogie referred to like dancing. So I didn't know what the joke meant, but I would laugh every time anyway because I just liked to participate. Boogie, gross. My dad's jokes were fun. Jokes usually crossed the line. I was like, I, I was like, do tissues with boogers dance? I was like, is this a fact of the world? Because I was four and I didn't know. I didn't know what was alive and what was dead or boogers what had never been alive sentient. to begin with. I, my boogers are sentient for sure. My boogers unionized last week. Oh shit! I I eradicate my boogers. That's what it's called when I'm congested. <laughs> my boogers have unionized. Sorry. Okay. My uh, boogers I, have unionized. I don't think we have anything left. I was just reading my. Oh wait, Sam. Do you want to? Uh, you've you've got an album to promote. Oh yeah. <gasps> You guys want to listen to it? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Called, it's You're in my top beat. fifty most listened to artists of the last six months on Spotify. Am I really? Yeah. It's really, yeah. really good. That's big. Thank you. I'll, li- I'll link to it in the show notes. Kombucha yeah. song, a personal favorite of mine. Okay. What? Huh? The kombucha song. Oh yeah, everybody likes the kombucha song. I think. It's uh, there's not many words to it. It's just me saying kombucha over and over again. Yeah. 
yeah i made an album it's fun you can listen to it if you want it's kind of folky or uh, rocky and what's it yeah. called and where do we find uh, it backbeat on spotify or, uh, or amazon music or itunes if somebody buys it on itunes off this podcast please do i think oh, I'd that would be get paid for with that maybe I wow think you would. i would love you know seven dollars from whoever's listening <laughs> Why don't we get paid from Spotify, Sam? Um, if we if we got paid, it would be by running ads, and we would get paid by our sponsors. I think depending on how many downloads we get, slash how many people actually buy the product. So, like, but you know how, like on streams of songs, you get paid like five cents or something. Yeah, but even then, it's certain... it's five. It's like five cents per five hundred thousand downloads. It doesn't apply to. It doesn't um, apply to podcasts. Podcasts, got it. Okay. No. I think we need I'm to sorry, take a break. I'm, I'm sorry mattress. if that means that you want to stop doing the podcast. No, I would like to keep doing the podcast. Um, <laughs> if after a year and a half you realized that we're not going to, we're get not paid. getting paid. I was like, is that where my money's coming from? Ever, you know, come up with a business. All Spotify owes us two cents in that day. On your advertisement. Don't you? Don't you have an art business? You told well, me about an idea. I have no idea. Well, I do have. A, I I wanted to. Oh, make- you have like a comedy school open now, right? Oh yeah, I do have a business. Brooklyn Playhouse. <laughs> Brooklyn Playhouse. What? Uh, what is this? You're a regular Ian Heron. Yeah, a little bit. Wait, for real? <laughs> teaching kids improv on Zoom. <gasps> uh, I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't think anyone has signed up yet. So Teach me how to do that. This, like how old kids? Uh, from like 8th grade to 12th grade. Or, oh, okay, so like oh, high school. A little schoolers. bit earlier. Actually, no. My... From 4th grade to 12th grade. Now, I believe it is time to actually end the podcast. But thank you so much for coming on, Samuel. Bye, Australians. Bye, Australians.